again, and welcome to episode 23 of In Gear with the Shop. I'm your host, Reagan Dickinson, and our guest is Chris Payne, owner of Truck Gurus. As the name implies, Truck Guru's specialty is show-ready builds, hundreds of which have been featured at SEMA. So let's get in gear with Chris and find out from the Truck Guru himself what makes a great build and what the market is demanding from a custom truck package. You know, what I wanted to do is get into this with you, Chris, about SEMA, because it's coming up and, you know, it's like, even when you're early in the year, you're already like, well, November is going to be right around the corner, even when you're talking about February, March. When do you start planning for SEMA and getting those builds ready and and concepting and everything else? Well, typically we start in January um, of the new calendar year. Mm-hmm. And we start taking on clients then. And basically, the planning process is start there. But that does not ever stop or detour the SEMA crunch from happening. Yeah. So what do you have planned for this year? Can you give us a sneak preview of what, uh, what you're going to be taking to SEMA? Oh, man. I would love to tell you what I'm personally working on. But I'm the type <laughs> of guy that waits till the very end for that. Yeah. But okay. we have, so far, we have 38 builds locked in with about 10 more potentially coming. Wow. That's got to be pretty exciting. Well, you know, it's the usual for us, so I wouldn't I wouldn't go overboard and saying it's a, it's exciting for me. It's it's normal for me. Okay. Um, but everybody else, I I would imagine that it's pretty exciting for them. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, you're in this business for a reason, and so I assume every year is exciting for you anyway, but I know what you're saying about it being normal too. So, can you tell us about some of the builds or some of the ones that you think are going to be particularly spectacular? Well, we do have, I mean, we're, we have everything ranging from mild to wild, essentially. If yeah. the, uh, it just kind of depends on what the person likes and what you're into. Cause everybody's into a little bit of different flavor. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you have the mall crawlers, the guys that are on the, uh, 20 plus inch lifts with the Skittles rainbow colored powder coat. And you've got the guys that are straight up overland off road that are, are one to hit the trails and camp on the side of the road and do all those types of things. So, Really, it's just it kind of depends on the flavor of what you're into. I mean, but we do have a little bit of everything. Are you seeing more of the overlanding in the builds that you're doing over the last few years? Um, yeah, absolutely. We do. We've been seeing it for the past few years, actually. And uh, I love that style myself. I have a, I've got a couple vehicles, but one of the ones that I have that's overlanded right now is a Raptor. I have a uh, one of those Ford Raptors and it's got the 10 on the top with the overland rack and all the other goodies that are bolted onto the rack. So, you know, that's cool, but I've kind of been into that style long before it actually came about. So mm. the overland and off-road is, has really, really gotten bigger and exploded over the last few years, which is cool because that's a little bit more my style with the uh, smaller wheel, bigger tire. I know for a long time now, we've had the opposite of that. Most people are wanting to have big, gigantic wagon wheels with little tiny rubber tires personally that's not my cup of tea it's not what i love but you know even in my own personal builds i have to cater to the industry right so you're seeing more overlanding what do you suggest to shops who you know we talk to a lot of shops who say i'd like to get into overlanding i'm just not sure where to start or what direction i should go and to start offering that as a package to my customers do you have any suggestions or advice for those shops Yeah. I mean, obviously do your research and find out kind of some of the hot brands. I mean, albeit our industry is massive, but at the same time, there's so few companies that are actually doing the damn thing, if you will. And, uh, 
you know, you got to get get with those companies, the companies that provide to the clients that make sure that everything's, you know, delivered on time. Um, they have good customer reviews. So basically just see what what's hot out there, like CVT tents and, and even four wheel parts is is becoming very well known for the uh, Overland stuff now because they've got their own tents and they've got their own house branded products and accessories. And, you know, they're catering really heavy to the off road and the aftermarket for the um overland stuff so really just find the right companies and and sign up to become a dealer and there's no such thing as too many signups as a dealer so you want it all because then you can give everybody you know instead of giving them the neapolitan you can give them the 32 flavors you know baskin robbins that thing so um that's kind of what i would say is is find you know the majority of the companies that are are out there they're hungry uh, more so than the ones that are laying quiet and waiting to be approached. I like, I like personally to work with the companies that are out there in front of the masses, being in front of the people, you know, going to shows and events, because that tells me that they're hungry and they're eager for growth. And uh, that's the type of companies that I like to partner up with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so are you 100% trucks? We, we've done cars before in the past. And I mean, it's not our specialty, but yes, we've done them ranging in Camaros. I myself have an, have an old school El Camino, but it is lifted mm-hmm. in four wheel drive. Nice. Um, so yeah, we've done cars. Um, we've done here and there Mustangs and things like that. But again, it's not, they call me truck guru. You know what I mean? It's not something <laughs> right. I can do it. I just, I don't like to do it. You know what I mean? You must love trucks. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> is this a kind of a lifelong thing for you? Is it something that as you were growing up, you just always loved trucks? Well, I mean, it, the passion was always there for cars. At a young age, you know, my dad made us push cars around the driveway, and he was mechanic, shop teacher at the high school, you know, all those things. So, I mean, grew up around them. He had a 68 RSSS Camaro, just yeah. one of 200 of that kind ever made, and it kind of – I always wanted it. Of course, I'll never get my hands <laughs> on it, but – um <laughs> You know, it didn't stop me from being like, dang, that's that's cool. And I like that. So, I mean, it kind of grew with obviously what what I was around the cars and and little things here and there in the driveway that we'd be working on or owning ourselves and kind of grew to when I bought my first truck. You know, then I kind of saw the scene and uh, I stepped into it and I started doing what I do. And I saw that there was a little little sliver of, of market for me here. And I started to go out and promote and I bought all the products myself, um, didn't get discounts, didn't get freebies, went out there and really pushed hard. And I was on forums. And at the time, YouTube was just starting and, you know, to take off anyways, I wouldn't say just starting. I don't want to date myself too old. But <laughs> right. um, I mean, but essentially, it was kind of one of those things where it kind of just happened. And I turned a hobby into a job faster than I ever thought. And then here I am today being one of the most premier well-known names in the automotive sector as far as trucks goes and SEMA especially. And I mean, I never in a million years thought I'd get to this point. What is the most important thing that you learned in that transition from it being a hobby to it really being a full-fledged business? Honestly, how serious you take it and how serious that you pretty much uh, make everybody else take it when they're doing business with you. You know what I mean? It's not a joke. It's it's a job. You know, one of those things that I do is if somebody gives me a task or they're asking me for a favor or to do this or do that, usually uh, 99% of the time I'm going to drop everything that I'm doing and I'm going to handle that. So, I mean, one of the things that is real serious is you shouldn't make the same mistake twice because then after that it's a decision. So you got to learn from your mistakes at a very, very quick rate and, uh, basically, you know, make mental notes along the way. Um, 
and like I said, just don't don't ever try to repeat the same mistake uh, more than once because then you know it's a decision and it becomes a failure and all the other things that go along with that. Yeah. Uh, what do you think are the elements of a of a showstopper, if you will? And let's take it to kind of a practical dimension. Let's say that I'm a shop and I want to do a build that I can showcase to potential customers who drive by or come into my shop. And so you want a balance of being practical, but also being very out there with it, right? Yeah. People people seem to forget that you can still have a practical build yeah. and make it totally badass. Yeah. So, I mean, with going what you said, I mean, I think hitting some of the markers, like making sure you have some performance. And I'm not talking about throwing a cat back exhaust system on there and saying you have performance and claiming what the box tells you with the 75 horsepower gains that we all know that there's no way that's happening. You know, it's it's hitting the trifecta. You know, you have the interior, you have the exterior, and you have the performance. That's what I think is like an all-encompassing build that's kind of attractive, at least to me, especially when I go to shows and events. And oftentimes I'm, I'm asked to judge and I'm like, hey, what's under the hood? Or do you have anything inside? Do you have a system? Are your seats done? Do you have door panels done? Is your dash done up? Like a lot of people put that on the back burner oftentimes. And for me, it's not a complete head turner unless it's completely done, right? So mm-hmm. if you're not paying attention to the details where other people often you know, overlook, then I don't think you have a, a totally done build. Okay, and we'll be right back with Chris Payne after a quick message from our sponsor, RapsCon. RapsCon, a vehicle wraps event by rappers for rappers and for those interested in adding this lucrative service to their business, is heading to Indianapolis June 15th through the 17th as part of Graphics Pro Expo. The best graphics installers and leading manufacturers and distributors in the business will come together under one roof with a national audience of installers to share tips and tricks, install techniques, and the latest products to boost this rapidly growing market. Come see the latest in digital printing, vinyl technology, lamination, vehicle templates, wrap-specific artwork and tools, plus an expert educational panel known as Raps Connect, the thrilling Rap Olympics competition, and so much more. If you have skin in the Raps game, then you gotta be there. To find out more, go to graphics-pro-expo.com slash RapsCon. What are some of the attractive elements that they should consider um, on the exterior and the interior that are going to draw attention to that build? I mean, obviously, things like a grill. That's one of the first things you see when a vehicle is coming at you is the grill. So having a grill, oftentimes, if you're into it, um, either color match bumpers or a good HD bumper that's really clean. Myself, I'm personally not into the ones that are like, they stick out like super far because the winch and they're a foot past your grill because they have to accommodate the giant winches. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not, I'm not into that. So just being clean and tidy, tucked up, you know, color matched is really the way to go. I think just coming at you Um, as far as everything else, obviously, you know, wheels and tires are going to play a big uh, role in cosmetic sex appeal. And just again, it, it, keys in on what you like. I myself, I like smaller wheels and I like more rubber. Um, obviously you don't feel every crack and crevice. You know, when you're in a 30 inch wheel and you got a, you know, 42 inch tire, it's not much rubber. You hit a stink bug and you can dang near wreck your truck. So, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not into that. So, but again, it's nice to look at. Is it practical oftentimes? No, probably not, but it doesn't mean it's not nice. To each their own comes into factor there. But again, the the sex appeal comes from the grills, the wheels, the tires, you know, your bumpers. 
oftentimes it's from a wrap or a paint job. I know paints kind of died out over the years, but uh, wraps are really hot and you could really make a statement and make a vehicle your own just by doing something unique and, and awesome with your wrap design. So with that being said, next thing only is your, your suspension kit really that you could visually see a lot of guys, you know, you know, they start small, you know, I started small back in the day. I got my first lift kit and it was, uh, you know, leaf spring and, and blocks. And I'm like, nah, didn't do it for me. So I immediately upgraded to the coilover system and, you know, all that stuff. I'm not knocking anybody that can't afford that. But obviously when you see a coilover over a gigantic bracket, you know, that's obviously the way to go, right? Yeah. Well, you know, whether it's paint or vinyl, do you find that colors trend in and out over the years too? Yeah, I kind of do. This year I'm seeing a lot of requests for green. I'm also seeing a lot of Dooleys come into play. I've got a lot of guys coming out of the woodwork saying, Hey, I've got a Dooley. Well, sorry, you know, Dr. Dooley, because uh, they're harder to place at SEMA. They're bigger. They, you know, they command more space. They're just more difficult to deal with. So, colors, yes. I definitely feel like every couple years there's one color that's just, you see a lot more. It's dominant at SEMA and shows and events. Obviously, polish is always in. A lot of guys with their polished wheels and polished accents, their billet plates, and that's always a good accent color. But as far as colors, this year it seems to be like like green is being requested a lot, hmm. at least on uh, on our design and for our renderings and stuff. Right. What does a typical design to build process look for you, Chris? There's several ways that this could happen. We, we can have a guy that knows what he wants and he comes to us. He goes to our website, completes a rendering document, basically tells us the blueprint of what he wants, and we just bring it to life through a graphic art rendering. My artist, Matt, is really good about basically taking your idea and your concept and and actually showing you what it's going to look like before you build it. Mm -hmm. But we also have to oftentimes coax people into, you know, hey, this is what you want. This is what you need. Like, I have to ask them a bunch of questions like, hey, what are you going to use the truck for? Okay. Do you need to be practical? Are you going to bananas with it? Like, what's the deal? You know, what are you into? How tall are you? You know, oftentimes lift height. Is your wife going to be in this thing? Is she going to be driving this thing? Like we we ask them an array of questions and essentially, you know, we come up with an understanding and agreement as to what I feel they need. Oftentimes, you know, we're we're usually not ever wrong with what our client needs because we've done this so long. We basically speak the unknown, if you will. So, talking to our clients, getting to know their wants, needs, and wishes, and then Mm -hmm. kind of taking that, you know, between myself and my graphic guys and bringing it to life is definitely something that we're extremely good at. And we have gotten better over the years because it's, man, it's hard to put something out there that you don't know if you want yet. You don't know what you don't know until you know it. Right. So oftentimes these people, they don't know what they want and we have to figure it out before they even know themselves. And we, we've benefited well from it. We've done really well for it. But one of the things that is hard is really to make sure, you know, they're getting what they want while giving a manufacturer what they want and then making sure everything else in the process is sewed up the way it should be. Right. Do you have a favorite build or builds? Well, I mean, are you talking about my personal ones? Are you talking about some of my client ones? Like there's, I mean, we've done so many. We've, we've had over 275 builds at SEMA since 2010. Sure. So, I mean, that list is pretty uh, extensive if you're talking about builds, but I mean, is there one that stands out? Well, I mean, some of them that I've done, I like to, I like to push the envelope a little bit. I mean, I don't know if you're familiar with some of the builds, but, um, you know, I, in 2014, I went a little crazy. Uh, one of my buddies and I, we, we had this concept for many years. Like it was just one of the things like we joked, yeah, okay, we'll do that one day, you know? And I woke up one day and I said, you know what? I'm going to do that. And, uh, it was a lifted 
done up, tricked out, modified Jeep on top of my lifted, done up, tricked out Ram 3500. Mm -hmm. So that was one that kind of was like, got people saying, wow, who the hell is this guy? You know what I mean? That's one that kind of brought me out there to light a little bit more. I mean, I had celebrities standing next to it, taking pictures at the SEMA show. And, you know, I had guys that are on TV that were coming up to me saying, hey, bud, did you did you know that there's a there's a lifted Jeep on top of your truck? Oh, you know, <laughs> they didn't have enough parking. So I told him to go ahead and pull it on up. You know, like uh, that was one of the ones that I thought got a lot of credit for me. Um, but I mean, we've done so many. The Apollo build at the last SEMA show that we had, uh, James Erickson, it was an F-250 just absolutely bananas and beautiful we've done some uh old school c10s and k20s uh diesel swap jeeps the whole nine yards i mean another one that i have is uh is a pre-runner started out as what i thought was going to be a very moderate you know clean daily driver street pre-runner a little bit practical you could take it out have a little bit of fun nothing too crazy mm-hmm. well my motor blew next thing you know uh <laughs> i was LS swapping the thing and I'm like, Hey, why it's down, let's supercharge it and let's change out the transmission and let's four link the rear instead of doing the, the spring under kit. And that thing was lightning McQueen for a while. And man, that thing was fun. <laughs> Half the time I really want to go back to that. I don't know if I will, but uh, chances are, if I end up keeping that vehicle, I've had it for a few years now, it's got 500 miles on it. And uh, if I do keep it, I-, I think I might go back to the lightning McQueen because that was a big hit. Yeah. Well, you know what the music means. Our time is up. Oh, well, it's it's been real and it's been quick. It was awesome. I mean, <laughs> I, I think you hit all the right notes and hit everything that I needed to uh, discuss today. So I really appreciate the time on this. No, anytime. If you guys ever need anything else, you know, I'm always here. And, uh, you know, don't tell anybody, but I kind of like to talk. <laughs> that's why this worked out so well yeah, <laughs> Thanks man, uh, yeah i appreciate it chris I, I have a face for radio i guess <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> that's why they had me do the podcast right on they, they just put me in a room and say hey yeah let's not show pictures of you or anything like that yeah don't forget that you can hear from market experts like Chris by subscribing to In Gear with the Shop through your favorite podcast platform, whether it's SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. If you're subscribed to the Shop's daily e-newsletter, you'll know when the latest podcast is available. Plus, you'll stay up to date on the latest in the automotive aftermarket. Just go to theshopmag.com. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, adios amigos. Adios amigos.